Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Episode 183, Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. We have not met in real life. Two guys from very opposite sides of the world. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa. And my co-host is Mr. John M. Craig. Hey, Colin. What's up? I'm in Connecticut right now under quarantine, and I'm going to say that I am not a scientist. I think that's important. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a man of science or facts. But um, I want to let people know that I think now is a really good time to travel to Italy. I'm going to suggest that we all travel to Italy. Beautiful place. The food is great. And uh, you can probably see lots, you know, not no, no big crowds. And uh, I think that's a great idea. Just putting it out yeah. there. I, I hear the uh, I hear the Vatican is beautiful this time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, not not a lot of uh, yeah, not a lot of traffic. I'm cons- I'm considering opening up a travel agency in these in these times. I think it's really good, a good idea, a good business uh, venture. Um, maybe get a small business loan to help you know, me with that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. All the you know, of course, with the uh, I'm, I'm calling it I'm calling it C19. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to brand that uh, the C19 thing because all this these long names are just it gets tiresome having to you know use all these multiple syllables. Coronavirus, COVID nineteen. Let's just, I'm just nope, seeing nope. I got one name and one name only: China virus. China, China. Virus. China. It came from China, and it's a China virus. Okay, I mean, just uh, that's where it came from. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's yeah. Our, our president, uh, you know, uh, there's people that are, are are giving him shit about that, and then there's others that are like, "Goddamn Chinese," uh, and uh, I can't blame uh, I can't blame him uh, to some degree because uh, I think the fuckers did lie to us about about a lot of it at the, at the job. Right, but I would suggest that now is really not a time to to play, uh, you know, games with with words defining what it is you call it you know the uh, novel coronavirus which has nothing to do with the fact that we're all locked up in our homes and we're gonna have to read more it's the new coronavirus and it was called covid19 because it first was reported in 2019 so it's you know and they weren't going to pin it on a bat a pig or a thing and it's still other fears and the china thing really doesn't help Right, it's not going to help us right now to limit that. Again, it's just to me, it's it's very petty and weird to get hung up on things like that. Now is not the time, right? Most of these coronavirus task force daily press conferences are okay until, in my opinion until he starts to go off the rails with talking about fake news or or these little things or he's just got a weird to me it's just a weird brain and 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 even if he doesn't mean what he's saying he's still saying these things it's like i'm sorry dr fauci who's awesome it's like he's turning into a major television star like what why would you don't even i get it's like that's not important right now let the guy talk he's a man and and you know i don't know i just don't trust his trump's gut and it's not about the politics of it all i just don't think now is the time to be calling names and pointing fingers i am um, anywhere i just I, really don't I, think it's the time for that 
I, I haven't seen Dr. Fauci. Uh, I've, I've heard uh, somebody else talk about the guy, but, I, but, I, but I've not seen him because I've been, I haven't watched a lot of TV in the last week. I was on vacation. Uh, and um, I, I have to admit, I did chuckle. I did chuckle when I first heard Kung Flu. It made me, it made me chuckle. Who said Kung Flu? Somebody said, okay, this was a story that came out of a, okay, they, they think that the woman who, who started using, she said that somebody at the White House, a reporter, said that somebody at the White House had referred to it as Kung Flu. Um, now, there's been a bunch of news sources, even CNN, that have pressed this woman for uh, more details, and most people think she made it up. She just was lying about it, that she was trying to pin that on somebody else, um, just, you know, to be incendiary but uh so um i think trump is being trump i think he's I, whatever whatever is going to happen whether it's whether it's uh covid uh, c19 kung flu uh, whether the world blows up whether fucking uh we have an earthquake in in utah whether uh the uh they say there's a lot of activity right now at yellowstone and that fucker could blow at any minute um no matter what happens he's still going to be the same dude he's just, he's just going to keep going just the same way he always does it's always going to be a circus sort of thing and he's always going to be you know a little bit of uh, uh pt barnum and bailey sort of uh mm -hmm. bull bullshit thrown in there and that's just who he is uh, i read i was su surprised a little bit because uh like i said i've been kind of out of the loop uh they said his approval ratings kind of shot up over this that most most americans think he's uh he's doing okay with the way he's handling it so well uh, he gave himself a 10 out of 10 that was a few days ago <laughs> he gave himself a 10 out of 10 and of he course, he yeah. insists that he has been known yeah. about this as a pandemic which is like what he said so much which again I, we don't really need to get caught up on that but I mean that's the stuff that has boggled my mind and really it's like the narcissism is just like motherfucker anyway I'm going to send you right now I'm sending you a picture of, of Dr. Fauci 79 year old um, Italian doctor from okay. Brooklyn who has served since I believe 1986 maybe under six presidents is he the guy? That, I heard somebody say there was a, a little doctor they described. He's a little doctor. He is and short. He corrected corrected Trump uh, on on the stage. Okay. All right. Yeah. He, okay. Uh, oh no, no. He's. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's had to correct. I mean, but you know, it, it's uh, Peter Alexander, ABC journalist, had asked him some questions about people's fear and whatnot, and he had asked a couple of questions, and then Trump said, you know, and he said, "What will you tell the American people?" And he responded, "I will tell them that you're a terrible journalist." Now I'm I'm paraphrasing here, and it's just like he's like a child on a fucking school in a schoolyard, being like, it, it didn't. It, it's like okay, if he wants to move on, move on. I will tell you're a terrible generous that's what i'll tell the american people and then he went on a rant about the you know the uh nbc and uh concast because that's what he calls it concast and you know like they're con and anyway you know but i, I feel good though because uh, there are some possible uh fixes for it now the percentages are relatively small higher than flu i was way wrong when we first started talking about this because we didn't have the numbers right but right. It, it's like i think in the united states it's four percent of the people that have been tested positive have died no maybe it's two percent in italy it's like eight percent from the last numbers I saw, so Italy's a terrible, tough job. I was kidding before when I said get on a go to go to go to Italy. That's not even a thing right now. You can't do that. I think it would be challenging. So anyway, um, yeah, it's just it's just strange. Fauci's a short little guy, but he's he's great. He's he's. Uh, I don't think he's a partisan. Um, 
doctor, man of science. <laughs> He's just sort of saying, like, okay, here's what we're looking at, and here are, you know, here's the data we have, and data is really important, and uh, and uh, you know, I, I mean, it's a small percentage. I still don't want to catch it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, sure. I, nobody, yeah, it's you know. something worth staying away from, and uh, I think. Probably, I'm guessing that by uh, early in the week, you and I talked about this a little bit uh, offline. Uh, that the uh, all indications are that probably sometime in in uh, the early part of next week, the Trump will completely shut down air travel in the United States, and I think they're going to put everybody on quarantine. The, the country will go go that way, and uh, that's going to. I I just yesterday drove through uh five or six states and i was reading an article before we left that uh there was some journalist that had called out uh, a handful of states that were um guilty of not not having done anything so far in in the early parts of, of this whole thing that's going on and i passed through three or four of those yesterday okay so the, so you you have just today is what saturday march 21st uh yes. you had planned a family vacation you your your wife rachel um the girls and two of their friends correct your teenage daughters and two right. of their friends we, did, we, did, dro we drove yeah and you you were planning to drive to what the panhandle or or the what do you call it of uh, yeah. florida well, I, I was calling it while we were down there. I was calling it Flobama because it's uh, we're, you're on this little strip of uh, this island, uh, Perdido Key is what it's called, and it's a uh, part of the part of it is uh, in Alabama, and then there's another part that's uh, you just magically cross the line and you're in Florida. Um, so it's a little bit of Florida, a little bit of Alabama. So, so right when in the Gulf. when did you leave for this trip? Was that we, last Sunday? Uh, we left on Sunday. Yeah, it was on Sunday. We drove Sunday okay. and came back yesterday. And so, what did you do? You rented a VRBO, a home of some sort. Yeah, there was uh, along the beach there. They have these uh, high-rise condominium units, and uh, we were in a spot on the beach that was uh, kind of in an area where it, it's not as uh, as uh, densely um, put together as, as some areas of the beach. Further further south, if you went a little way south, uh, maybe a quarter to a half mile south of where we're at, there were more people, uh, and uh, it was uh, a lot less people-y on, on our side of things, so it was really easy to keep a, a, a distance from people. I saw images of Miami and the beach down there, and it wasn't it wasn't anything like that. No students, no no crazy crap like that going on at all. Mm -hmm. It was just families and people were spread out and you know paying respectful distance to each other. So it was really easy. I, I'm sure last week, even though I, we drove uh, you know a thousand miles each way and went through six states and uh, all of that stuff and uh, you know if you looked at that on paper and thought, oh my god, we got to do all this social distancing and you know and quarantine and all the all the hoo-ha that everybody's uh, you know we're all uh, virtue signaling about. Um, and probably in many cases rightly so uh but uh the idea that you can't go for a drive through the countryside is fucking ridiculous and and we didn't talk to anybody didn't interact with anybody i i was in contact i sh i will guarantee you last week going on vacation i was in contact with far fewer people than i would have been if i just stayed home far fewer so. What did, what did you do for for food? Did you go out? Did you go to restaurants? Did you use order in a little bit of 
What we, what'd you do? We did we did the on the way down. We uh, we put together uh, our order on, online and had the uh, one of the uh, shopping services uh, gather everything for us. And uh, so um, and then we had it. Um, Instead of having them deliver it to the unit, we, we picked it up at a Publix grocery store uh, at the customer service. So I walked in the customer service and uh, picked up the groceries and took all of the groceries for the week, basically, back to the uh, condo, which had a full kitchen and all that stuff. And we were right on the beach. We, we uh, could take the elevator down and go out literally you know, a few steps to the beach. And uh, there was just not a lot of people around. And um, I, I talked to somebody that said the the this place where we're at was a combination of people that had people that own the condominiums and then people that are you know the you know vrbo or airbnb stuff crowd so um i talked to somebody that was a uh, that worked there that was a, a maintenance staff guy and i said you know what's traffic like you know compared to what you think it should be and he said I, it's probably down by about half uh, somewhere in that range um and uh, I'd asked somebody. We, we didn't really go out much. We went to one little uh, gift store that, uh, you know, because we wanted to get a couple things before we left, and the parking lot was, was basically empty, and we went in there, and the woman that was there was... She was very helpful, and we talked to her for a little bit. And she said again that she said about you know probably up down by about fifty percent uh, in in that range as far as the traffic went. When when we were getting ready to leave, and another couple came in. They had a couple little kids, and they were in walking around, and she was helping them out a little bit. And I heard her say, say uh, she said, we, we have a, she, she's got a southern accent, you know, they both did. And she said, uh, you know, w- w- we have a restroom back there. If y'all, y'all would like to use a restroom and wash your hands or anything, you, you can go back there, and, you know, if, you, if that would make you more comfortable, because I know you're touching a lot of things around here. And the woman who was shopping with her two little kids, a uh, very attractive uh, gal, uh, she uh, said in the, uh, she sounded just like she was from that movie The Blind Side or something. She said, honey, I got hand sanitizer. We're, we're just going to carry on like normal. We're, we're just going to do our thing. <laughs> so there's, uh, yeah. So I think the people that were out and about, and there's still, um, like I said, we passed through Mississippi, Missouri, Tennessee, uh, those states on that list that have zero restrictions going right now. They haven't canceled any school. They haven't shut down any grocery stores or shopping or health clubs or anything. Now, that said, it's probably coming. They're they're going to do it as we were leaving. Alabama closed the beaches in Alabama as as we were leaving. Florida was still uh, hanging on to that. Uh, I would expect all of that to change. And the places that were open uh, looked like there was you know, if if you know they, you'd go by a restaurant and have we're open you know sign or something uh, indicating that uh, hey they were trying to pull some people in. There was you know a car or two maybe tops in a in a parking lot. And most of them were empty. So. Um, I think there was a lot of people that are you know comfortable and staying away. When we were in one grocery store, you know, you saw some people with masks and some people with gloves. You know, the plastic or you know latex type gloves walking around here and there. But for the most part, people are just kind of like I said, just trying to kind of stay away from people. And everybody's using the hand sanitizer wipes and. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Like you said, uh, the, the numbers are confusing because, uh, you know, I've read a bunch of stuff uh, about various numbers. The governor of California is saying that, you know, th- basically 60% of people are going to get it. Um, 
And then you read something else, and those numbers don't even—they're not anywhere close to that number. So you've got a governor of a you know major state in the United States saying 60% of us are going to get this, and out of that 60%, there's a certain number that are going to you know be uh, sicker than others and, and die. And I don't know why he would throw those numbers out if those aren't accurate. You know, why, why would you even you know like Trump? Why would you throw out this pill works? Why would you say that if the pill? Uh, isn't proven to work. Um, these people that are throwing out all these facts and figures without really knowing what the fuck they're talking about. In some cases, they're just guessing or they're trying to, I don't know what they're doing. But uh, we're all going to have to hunker down, I guess, and see uh, exactly what the what the hell, you know, what the hell happens from it. But um, the, the we're talking about, okay, so you're off work, correct? Yeah, you're not going to be. Yes, here. I'm off work. So I was, my last day of work was uh, a, a Eight days ago, Friday, whatever that date was. Uh, today's the 21st. The Friday the 13th was my last day at work. And the idea was I was shut down. Our job was shut down for two weeks. Now, it's been one week. I'm paid for that week. All right. And then next week would be the second week. I do not expect that on Monday, March 30th, that the TV show I'm working on will start up again based on what's happening in New York State and New York City. Right. It, so, right. yeah. And so, it, and, yeah, I think yeah. you're right. You're right. right. So, so I, I don't know when we'll get back to the new normal. I don't think anyone really could predict that. The, uh, the impact it has on the economy is devastating and will be for quite some time. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, and so I don't know. I don't know when we're going to get back to the new normal. But yes, I've been out of work, uh, for, uh, a full week and coming, coming up for at least two weeks possibly longer yeah and we're gonna see checks are gonna start coming from the government and uh <laughs> yeah uh, we'll see I, I, yeah. I, I don't even remember the last time we recorded but i think it was uh uh last weekend maybe before you went on your trip i, mm -hmm. I don't know when exactly but uh I, I i may have made this joke that how i said they can't shut down the, t the what i'm working on we're seriously like i'm working on tv shows like in and, and, and we need to entertain people we're going to run out of things to watch if they shut down everything we're going to run out of binge watching stuff and and it's like nah you know listen I, I was kidding of course i mean i'm not a an essential worker and uh you know making tv shows and movies although it would be great if you want to make a post-apocalyptic movie right now because you wouldn't have to do as much lockup and stop people from coming into your shot because it's like where is everyone fuck they closed everything you know they're, they're gone I, they're high, they're high yeah now. yeah i mean i I've, I've been here this is probably the longest uh amount of time uh susie and i have spent together in the eight plus months uh, we've been in a relationship and uh you know i think it was day three where she said you don't take me out anymore i'm like everything's closed we, there's nowhere i can't take you out so she didn't say that i made that up that's nonsense so it's not, it's not that john's a tight wad it's just uh, <laughs> i can't and even yeah we've we've ordered in a couple of times uh we've had chinese food uh mm -hmm. we were not afraid of the china virus and we've had pizza and uh, mostly we've cooked and we've watched a lot of uh we've binge watched quite a lot 
So down, uh, we were, yeah, when we were down by the ocean side there, my dog's making noise. She wants to get out of here. Uh, anyway, um, I, I, okay, so I re- was reading some books and uh, I was trying to you know, just uh, chill, that sort of thing. But I, I did one night, uh, speaking of TV, I thought, okay, I'm going to watch the local news at nine o'clock. And uh, so I turned on the TV and found the Mobile, Alabama TV station, the Fox News at nine thing that they had on. And and I was trying to you know, figure out what's going on locally and, and whatever. Uh, right before that, though, I watched the tail end of... Uh, okay, and I have not watched... We've talked about this. Did you say El Camino? Uh, n- no, I don't know. But I didn't hear what you did. Cut out. What did you say? You watched the tail end of what? Uh, I watched the tail end of Empire, the TV show Empire. I've never seen that. Okay, it's been on for quite a while. Terrence Howard, is that his name? Yeah, I know it's the one. And and, and Je- Je- Jesse Schmollett, the guy who yeah. said he was attacked by uh, racists and white people, but he did it himself. Yeah, I remember yeah. the show. Yeah, it's about yeah. the music industry. Yeah, so um, I and I've seen it way back when when it first started. I'd probably seen it, but I haven't watched a hell of a lot of uh, of, of network TV shows. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I, I just haven't seen it. Now they've changed. Apparently, maybe it's just Fox. I don't know, but they have changed their uh, their whole production techniques as to how they're shooting things. It's done now. It looks like they're shooting. It. it I, I don't. It was. It was unsettling to me. I didn't like it. I didn't like the way it looked. I didn't. It was. Uh, hard for me to to sit and watch because everything's really high res like it's shot like with a gopro or something no right it's uh, it's shot with like an ari alexa like it would be like a 4k or 6k high res yeah lit lit very strangely a lot different than it used to be and and i know they're going for a stylized look with this now and uh it's it's this 4k look and uh i have to say i fucking hate it i i i I would probably get used to it if i if i were into that kind of thing and wanted to watch it a lot but i was like i was watching something that was produced by like i don't know it it just to me it seemed amateurish i didn't think it looked more professional i thought it looked cheesy um and maybe it's more expensive and the idea that it's clearer impresses people somewhat i don't know well it could also be your tv you, you could have you could have uh where were you watching it were you watching it down in florida or, or at home yeah, it, was in florida. it was in florida it could have also been the the tv they had and it could have been the uh the the what do you call that the uh you know like uh 240 hertz where it's like it's really high and it's like it's really good for sports but it's not good for regular television i'm yeah, betting maybe. i bet you that it was the setting on the tv Okay, that could be. I was like, why is this so... It's just, I don't know. It was it was strange looking. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I tried to watch a little bit of the local news down there and figure out what was going on. And uh, just, uh, it, it was it was surreal. It was. We, we tried to get out. Um, I, I exchanged texts a little bit with, uh, with uh, Jeremy Lopez. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, he said there's a great, uh, this local brewery that is uh, really supposed to be the, the, I think he described it as the cat's pajamas. And... And uh, so we went and found this place, went there. They were doing a um, curbside, they had like a beer Kool-Aid stand thing set up. And you could just drive up to the curbside, curbside deal. And there was a um, there was a gal there that was, uh, you know, serving you big, well, not beer to go. Well, it was, it was Crowlers, the, the can, cans of beer. And uh, she was super helpful and friendly. And uh, I found out um, after talking to her that I looked at their... 
I was looking at their their uh, Instagram stuff, and they kept linking to her, like uh, Je- whatever her name is, Jesse something or other. They they were throwing links to her Instagram, and I thought, well, as an employer, these guys are really super uh, interested in making sure that uh, their employees are getting uh, mentions in their social media stuff. Maybe she does it. I don't know. But when I looked at her social media, I looked at her Instagram. Um, she's a uh, she's very attractive, but uh, she's uh, I guess a budding country country singer there was some uh, stuff in there where she was um, had a microphone set up and was uh, doing like a karaoke country sort of thing she and it said that she was national while she was doing it so um, yeah it was uh, it, it was an excellent beer a place called perfect plain if you're ever in in the uh, Pensacola Florida area and you're looking for a, a great microbrewery I think that was uh, tops top stuff but we enjoyed the trip um, like I said, it was it was weird. Coming back yesterday was, I think, more strange. The gas price kept dropping as we were driving north yesterday. You'd drive along and see a sign, and it's like, okay, that's two cents cheaper than the last one I saw. And by the time we got to um, Iowa, the gas price was all the way down uh, to a dollar sixty-five per gallon, pretty much everywhere you'd look. Wow, that's so, low. Yeah. Uh, Perfect Plain Brewing is temporary closed. That's what Google tells me. Yeah, so they're they are closed, and when right I got now. the beer, when I got the beer, what they're doing is noon to five, they set up on the sidewalk out front, and it's mm. like a it's like a Kool Aid stand. They have they have uh, they have a, a list of what they've got in their crawlers inside these tubs, and I guess that's legal in Florida. You can do it that way, mm. and so you just drive by, get out, and say, you know, I have two of these and two of these, and they just sell it to you off the little Kool Aid stand. So, was, I think they're still doing that. Yeah, I think that uh, there have been moments where some states have allowed for bars to have curbside pickup for alcohol right now. I would think with the microbreweries especially, that would be, you know, the, the, that would be, I don't know, I don't see the harm. But states all have different rules. So hard to say. I don't know. But uh, it, was, it was great beer. Did a great job. She was very friendly, very helpful. Props to... Uh, to uh, Mr. Lopez for for hooking me up for telling telling me where to go. Florida, God, it's so wildly ranging in as you drive through uh, the various spots. I mean, we went through some some spots that were just complete shit ghetto. Um, and when I say ghetto, it's a lot of it's like white ghetto. It's like you know the, like the the worst trailer trashy shit you you can possibly imagine it's like i I don't get i don't understand when you go south uh, and it's not just uh, it's not just uh it's not like i'm I'm, i don't i'm not bragging about when you get further north uh it but it's absolutely true the further south you get the the trashier in a lot of cases shit get the way people decide to keep their yards or the way they decide to um, let junk pile up outside the 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 just the general idea that i can have a pile of shit laying around my house and i can be comfortable with that or i can live in this place that looks like it's you know a, a half of a good wind would would just drop it to the ground there's these places that we kept going by and going somebody lives there wow somebody lives there then um there was one place where we drove by there was a guy that had a trailer he had his name on the side of a trailer he had, he had it spray painted on the side of the trailer some i can't remember what it was you know joe joe smith lives here um or maybe there that was i don't know something like there's a story there i don't know about but um so you go, go through these just complete shit neighborhoods that are just you, you can't believe that there's actually uh, a 
building code in any municipality that would let these people live in these houses. It's like you'd think somebody would go by and go, you know, get out of there. You're going to you're going to get this is a disease infested. Speaking of diseases, this this is a good place for it to spread. Um and then you go uh, just a couple blocks later, and just there's palaces. There's these just gorgeous, you know, multi-million dollar type places that people live in that are um, just beautiful. And it just one block to the next, it just changes so dramatically. It's like God. Are they, wait, is there anything really separating? Is there like, do you see a reason why that would be? Like, you know, in a lot of places, it would be yeah. train tracks. It could be. I I, you know, I don't know. There's something. You know, you go from one town to the yeah, next. You can see, yeah. like, street signs change. Roads get nicer. And, I mean, there's... You Probably, know, yeah. But I, I guess I not, maybe not wasn't perceptive enough at the point where the change occurred to try to pick up exactly what was going on there. Um, you know, if you're in the rural areas, and I driving through, uh, getting back to the Trump conversation, driving through those rural areas of uh, six states, um, it's all Trump. It's Trump, Trump, Trump everywhere. Um, he's 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 got the, he's got the, <laughs> that stuff locked up. There's signs and uh, both produced signs from the campaign and homemade stuff that's crazy uh, when you get out, out out in the world. But as you're driving through a lot of those southern states, there'll be just these just these shit shacks that are out there in the country and trailers and stuff and then you go along and there's just an, another one um the, that are the people are neighbors and it'll be just the beautiful southern type mansion sort of thing and it's like was that the place where they had the slaves the really nice place with the big pillars up front and it looks like you know antebellum or some crazy shit like that was <laughs> was that where the slave owner lived and then the other stuff was the the, the shit sharecropper stuff probably i guess in some cases but um it's definitely uh the south could use a cleanup it's <laughs> we're, uh, we're in uh jackson uh tennessee and uh, we drove through and um which is the birthplace of rockabilly music it's the uh where um carl perkins the singer carl perkins was from uh, there were signs all over and when you go through Jackson, Tennessee, there was this town square, and the town square um, had these gorgeous magnolia trees in bloom, and it was just really a beautiful scene, really nice little town square down, downtown. And I, as we were stopped at the stoplight, I looked over, and I was looking at this tree, and uh, kind of rolled down a little window a little bit, just so I could get a good, good smell of the, uh, of the air. And uh, I looked over, and I realized this big monument that was in, in the town square was this big Confederate monument. Monument, and uh, there's these Confederate soldiers that are on these these statues, and there's you know there's nobody tearing that down. There's nobody. There's no effort being made to get rid of the Confederate statues uh, in the middle of the town square in Jackson, Tennessee. And I and I have relatives that are as left leaning, liberal, democratic as you could possibly imagine that live in Tennessee that grew up down there. And if you start talking to them about you know the idea that we're going to take down a uh, southern monument that is dedicated to the Civil War, they would fight you tooth and nail on that and say, are you kidding me? That's our history. Get out of here. You know, you can't do that. So <laughs> it's a different attitude, man. It's it's like, it, I don't know, you, you, like for me, you know, I'm just, I'm, like anybody, I got my, I got my blinders on. I got, my, I'm in my filter bubble. I'm talking to people that more or less agree with me. You know, more often than not, about whatever it is, politics or or whatever, uh, just the world in general, and 
you forget about uh, there's other people with other opinions. And when you talk to them, you know, the gas station or you're in a restaurant or you're shopping, you know, for T-shirts or whatever like I was talking about, they're nice people. They, they seem pretty reasonable for the most part. <laughs> But uh, they've got yes, but their opinions are wrong, and they have terrible taste in everything. That is a fact. I'm just letting them know that they are unwoke, and uh, they should not spoke. Um, and uh, I'm going to do some coke because it's the end of the world, and I'm not a good at rhyming. No, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, yeah, sure, they are. I just I'm not around people like that, and I've been I've been to the yeah. south, and I've driven to Florida, like to and from Florida down the east coast three times, and uh, you know you stop along the way, and sometimes people are uh, couldn't be kinder until a person of color walks in, and then it's totally I'm only kidding. That is not true. Um, it, it's yeah really nice but i wouldn't want to get into a debate with someone uh necessarily i you know i well, i mean yeah. get yeah i i i uh, my 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 thing with politics and trump in particular is just it's just it's not based on tweets it's not based on the fake media it's just based on words that come out of his mouth when he's in a press conference and making decisions and then derailing himself or talking about things that don't seem to be uh, important in that moment he is going right? to give he is going to give us john the best the biggest the boldest coronavirus ever <laughs> it's, it's the best it's the best one we've ever had <laughs> yeah no he keeps calling it uh, the the invisible enemy and again i think he says china virus because he wants to put he wants to put a face on it as being china right because china said that our military gave it to them or whatever okay I'm not, well, he, he, he he was the one that was saying we had to do the the embark you know the, the we had to do all the uh, you know all the trade war the tariffs and all that stuff on china so he yeah he's taking whatever whatever shot he can all the way to his grave he's going to still be firing firing bullets at china you know he's like oh, uh, no. he's trying to make sure that we all know in, in his head that you know that he was right about something so <laughs> well i mean no he's he's right about everything uh now did you hit up did you hit up the the international rockabilly hall of fame while in jackson tennessee we you know i we, it, we, went, it, we, we went by i i get something that kind of looked like it but uh i know it, I, I it know. looks it looks like a basement of like a Knights of Columbus or a church where you might have, um, you know, AA meetings, you know, yeah. that's what it looks like, right? <laughs> I mean, it's got like some artwork and some guitars and, uh, you know, a Carl Perkins quote on the wall and maybe some words and from the photos I'm looking at and I'm just trying to get my head around what it is and maybe that would be badass, you know, but I, I wonder, you know, I don't know if, I didn't even know that the that rockability, that it was the home of rockabilly. Or the yeah, start. I, yeah. I did not either, and it, we, we were as we were driving south. We had, we had never gone this route. We went through also went through Tupelo, Mississippi, and uh, as we were coming up to Tupelo, all I could think of was you know she's as sweet as Tupelo honey, uh, that song, and uh, so that was going into my head. And I was telling Rachel, I go Tupelo. There's, there's something else. I don't know what it is. So there's some other reason why Tupelo is a big deal. And I was trying to figure. And it was it's the birthplace of Elvis Presley. He was raised in Tupelo. Oh, okay. And so the Tupelo is all about Elvis, and uh, 
I was thinking I was going to see references to Van Morrison everywhere, but I don't think that's a, a big deal. Apparently, when you got Elvis, you're you're not worried about some uh, Irish guy. Uh, so, and it's the South, but. Uh, Okay, Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, it's 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 a little dirtier on the edges. <laughs> uh, they could use they could use a, a potted plant here and there uh, on the uh, on the street corners. It was. Uh, uh, I, I saw. Okay, they were. I don't know if you saw Austin, Texas yesterday. They decided to uh, shut down uh, Austin and uh, all Sixth Street, which is. If you've ever been down there, Sixth Street's this big uh, area with a lot of bars and nightclubs and that sort of thing, and it's uh, you know, wildly. It's the music. There's more, probably more music on Sixth Street in Austin, Texas, than anywhere in the country. Live music, even more than Nashville. It's uh, it's a it's a major big deal. But they boarded up. They actually made them put plywood like that like a hurricane was coming in or something they they boarded over all of the front storefronts and uh guys were i guess told to put up the plywood and cover the windows for whatever reason that i really think people are going to break in or something i guess but they wanted to make sure that everybody knew that uh, sixth street in austin is shut the fuck down and so yeah they, they're putting the boards up but then i saw somebody comment that they said i wish while this is taking place that the city of austin would go through and steam clean and now that it's <laughs> it, it needs a good steam cleaning is what he was saying i was like yeah that's yeah uh, it's true if you've been there yeah, I've never been. I've never been to Austin, but uh, you know, it's one thing that's a little confusing is that uh, you know, just uh, a few short weeks ago, when Austin, I think it was the Austin mayor, shut down, canceled South by Southwest. Yeah. He had urged locals to go out and you know to patronize local businesses, right? And yes. then in a couple of short weeks, it's like anyone that was. That could have been told by government officials to support local businesses, then they're on the wrong side of it. Be like, oh no, you can't do that. You millennials are out of control. Why are you on? I mean, it's it was changing so quickly, so you know, in so many places. Then I'd be like, all right, well, listen, if we're gonna do this, I'm gonna. I'm just going to stay at home. I'm going to try to spend as little time as possible. I haven't even gone home to see my kids because I came up here. And, you know, my my children's mother was concerned that I've been out and about and interacting with people. And I'm like, okay, so I'll just stay here for now. And, um, I mean, you know, I don't know what the incubation period is, if it's two to 14 days. Or I don't know if we even have the accurate numbers on it. So I'll be like, okay, I'm going to limit my interactions to very few people and know whom Susie is interacting with. And it'll be like, the numbers are higher in New York, I'm sure, than they are in Iowa or New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, tri-state area where I live. Um, and I watch Contagion. So once you watch Contagion, you're like, probably terrible idea to watch contagion during a pandemic um actually it was pretty good i enjoyed it i uh, i don't know how accurate it is uh i hope that when someone is uh catches covid19 that if it takes them out it doesn't take them out the way it did in that movie contagion i mean <laughs> which was made was made in 2011 and involved bats and pigs that was the origin of the disease but it was like whoa I don't want to, you know, it's, it's the respiratory thing scares the hell out of me. 
So yeah, and they again reading these uh, facts and figures and all this stuff. They say that uh, if uh, you have had uh, high blood pressure, or they said the in in in. Uh, in uh, Italy, 99% of the deaths, there, there was a pre-existing condition, and uh, typically it was uh, high blood pressure or diabetes, is what they, I'd read, um, of the deaths in Italy. So it's basically, uh, from what they're saying, you know, this, whatever the pre-existing condition is, that's the, the thing that sets you up for the, the idea that you're not strong enough, probably, to, uh, to fight it off, to stave it off, so... Yeah. So you said your kids are—they're uh, pretty much on lockdown. They're—they're. They're, uh, yeah, pretty much. Yep. Uh, at home schooling. Yeah. Um, We've, I've seen various. Yeah. I've seen various. Uh, I, I uh, people speaking about uh, online about what you know what the kids we we had uh, well a friend of ours that was saying you know she was going to. Uh, Tell her kids that, uh, and I sighed when when I read it because it just made me feel so bad for um, for both her kids and and I think her actually because she was trying to uh, you know do this thing where she's oh, well we're the they're going to be off for a month in in Iowa um, they've they've announced they're not coming back for a month I don't think they're going to go back after that I th- I have a feeling that they're just done for the year but she was announcing that the kids are going to stay on schedule she's not going to um, she's going to come up with a schedule and she's going to uh, try to um, do some sort of homeschooling type thing while they're not in school and she was going to you know she had this big thing where she to me okay you're putting okay it's, this is not the kids fault the the idea that covid exists this, this no it is it is i mean that's what we i'm hearing i'm hearing it out of the white house as a matter of fact that it was the first it was china virus now it is the gen sure. z virus it's all their fault and it was they just wanted to get out of school fuck them they, they they do uh, they do have a uh, there is an attitude uh, amongst kids that they're invincible that's 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 true but yeah but that's not I know no it's not their fault of course but but uh, so so you know so where does this put I think I think you can you can inadvertently transfer a lot of anxiety onto children and to yourself by not just realizing this might be a really good opportunity just to chill the fuck out. And I'm not saying, uh, you know, let the kids run wild and free because they probably need to be uh, away from uh, groups for sure and that sort of thing. But to try to uh, all of a sudden uh, become the uh, the taskmaster disciplinarian teacher in place of the school that's gone or to try to um, decide we're going to put we're going to do this thing. I, I had another friend that she I know for sure was sick of hearing about it she was she was like she had i had a conversation with her and she said um i she's kind of a naysayer about the whole thing she wasn't believing a lot of the stories she was hearing her kids were driving her crazy with it so she made the admonition that she was going to put her kids on a four-week screen screen fast i think is what she called it in other words take the kids offline for four weeks take their uh, internet connectivity and phones away so that they could read books and play board games and do things like you know the let's pretend it's the 70s again or some shit like that mm-hmm. those kids are fucking they're 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 going nuts they're they've got more anxiety now not knowing than knowing it's the the i i 
you, the idea that we're going to do some sanctimonious bullshit to forward the lives of our children in a more active manner than them just maybe taking a little downtime and just fucking relaxing because it might be the time this might be if you believe in god this might be god saying take take a second take a fucking minute and just chill just fucking chill just take it easy <laughs> I, I i i just don't think that whole uh let's let's be the uh i don't know let's be the scoutmaster all of a sudden or the uh i don't know it, it kind of i threw up my mouth reading something I've, I've read more shit uh more of i, I i've had more social media posts that that like that imagine thing that everybody was talking about i watched that that is the most horrible thing i i think i've as far as that, that was, so i i don't know exactly what you're talking about although i did see so i'm not on social media for the most part so i will sit yeah. next i will sit next to Susie on the couch and she had there was a picture there was a picture of she, like she'd be on her phone whether it be facebook or instagram or just searching like huffington post or whatever and i did see a picture of of will farrell not will farrell um yeah, yeah, Will Ferrell and yeah, and uh, the one who plays the Incredible Hulk in the Marvel movies, uh, Mark Ruffalo, yeah. and they both were. I, they had big hair, big crazy at home, you know, bedhead hair, and and there was a joke about that for whatever it was, and it was some sort of imagine thing. So I guess yeah. it's what a bunch of celebrities singing John so, Lennon. Imagine, yeah, some actress, and I'm I'm not tuned in enough to know even who they all were. Those two I recognized, of course. Those are big enough names. But it starts off with this woman, uh, and I don't know who. I have no idea who the who she is. But uh, she was the one that uh, started it, and then she started the chain going. She's got enough friends that she knew from you know, from the business that she, they everybody did a little verse. And there were some people that could sing uh, better than others. There were some that were horribly off key and and um, should have never sang anything out loud. Uh, although Will Ferrell, of course, he can do the camera angle and the hair, and it's funny because uh, you know. And but he's actually a guy that I think actually can maybe carry a tune. I've seen him sing some stuff in movies and things. He did. Uh, That's entertainment. Uh, mm -hmm. The um, what was who did that song? That's entertainment. I'm yeah. not sure, but um, um, uh, I, anyway. I, I saw um, Jimmy Kimmel doing the Tonight Show from home with his family. Kind of cute. Yeah. He has a nice house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, the interviews were ridiculous. I mean, it was like terrible quality. Like right now, I'm on a kids gaming headset and whatever it sounds like it sounds like but i've watched news where people are skyping from home in their kitchen they're yes. trying to pick a corner and it's just kind of funny actually we're getting to see like you know it's like the cribs version of of like news reporters and you know yeah, yeah. Um, I, but it's weird and and it's fine but i think there are plenty of people particularly entertainers that are trying to figure out a way how can i reach my fan base how can i do something how can i stay like staying at home with their families is not normal yes and some of this the, the some of the I, I, we pointed this out yesterday we were talking about this on the on the way back um we had a lot of time to talk 15 hour drive um I, I was looking at stuff on on instagram and uh i was it, it occurred to me that most of these people that are doing these uh these uh, here's my here's my post about being alone and my you know my distancing uh, self distancing distancing and all that these are single people uh they they don't have mm -hmm. uh, 
teenagers that want to, you know, if you have, and, and we went through this yesterday uh, with Tori, uh, she is like freaking the fuck out because she wants to, she literally does not see uh, the the point in any of the social right. distancing, doesn't think that she and her friends should spend any time apart, uh, thinks that the whole friend group should still be uh, hanging out and doing whatever they want to do. They're going to be, uh, you know, she thinks, you know, all we have to do is wash our hands occasionally and this is not going to affect anybody and um, it's completely unfair and bu- it's all bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit, she says, that um, I should have to be spending time away from my friends and does not see in any way shape or form no but no okay so what i want to see is uh, some some person some fucking hugh jackman or somebody i want to see them on social media saying my kid's a fucking asshole right now and i just want to drown him because he wants to he wants to leave the house and i'm trying to keep him here because i want him to be healthy i don't want him to get sick i don't want to get sick i don't want grandma and grandpa to be sick i want you know and he's gonna have to keep his selfish fucking ass at home and shut the fuck up with all his complaining <laughs> you have those moments in your life where you just mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and then you feel guilty about that thinking like that because you're thinking okay he's a kid and he doesn't need to be out and he doesn't want to run around he wants to be with his friends and he, he's got a girl and he's, he wants to do all that stuff and, and then you know you feel guilty about it for a while and then, then the kid acts like a kid for a while and then you want to you know drown him again I guess that's I don't, I, I don't see enough honesty in these fucking social media posts about this well so here here's one and I haven't seen the post itself but earlier Today, Saturday, March twenty first, twenty twenty, I uh, Susie saw something a headline about um, on edge isolation making Serena Williams crazy around her daughter. Serena, here are the headlines: Serena Williams under quote unquote under a ton of stress due to COVID-19. Serena Williams is struggling with coronavirus anxiety. This is serious. Serena Williams living. She doesn't have coronavirus, right? So now, again, I did not see the post. Now, it, it's it, so you read these things and be like, okay, why is this a news story? Why is this a thing? Well, because she posted and talked about it on social media, and other than Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, sports (laughs) publications don't have much to cover, so they put this out in the world. And then I saw, I did see one where it was like, um, what was it, USA Today called it, you know, um, Serena Williams talks, um, talks distancing anxiety in funny video, right? So whatever she said, she may have been making light of it, and like, but every headline makes it seem like she's fucking crazy, right? Like it's like you don't know what to do with yourself. You're doing these things. Jim Gaffigan was on one of the morning shows, probably Good Morning America, um, and she, he was doing his dinners with his family, and he's got like 17 kids in a New York City apartment that looks giant, by the way, unless he's in a house somewhere. Um, but he had been in an apartment for a long time with his wife and f- I think five children. And, you know, and it was just like a cute, fun little thing, you know? And so, you know, we're going to run out of things to watch. I watched Netflix, Love is Blind, a reality show with contestants that met without seeing one another. They were in these quote-unquote pods. They couldn't see one another, but they can hear one another. And they went on quote-unquote dates. And then within 40 days, they had to pick someone in a few days and then propose to them. And then they went on vacation like a pre-marry you know honeymoon 
then live together, and then propose. But they would do that at the altar. So you didn't know whether or not your person was going to, you know, say yes or no in that moment. So it was terrible. I watched the whole thing. I watched the wrap-up show, um, the little live thing they do. There was a little bit of drama, and it was just like, that was good. I didn't really think about the coronavirus for like, you know, 11 hours, Um, which... I watched 11 hours of that, and I will not watch three and a half hours of The Irishman. Even on St. Patrick's Day, I did not watch The Irishman. The guy who brought us Raging Bull and Goodfellas and Taxi Driver, I couldn't watch three and a half hours of that, but I watched 11 hours of that. It's ridiculous. Here's what uh, I was involved with with the drive down there and back was uh, Glee on, on DVD. Season one and season two of Glee on DVD for thirty hours of Glee. Really? And, who and I, who was playing that? The girls like that? The girls were totally into it. They they really? all well, yes they were they were all watching Glee and they were you know for them that goes back you know they're of the age where that goes you know it's, uh, it's to me that seems like a really recent thing but it it's more of a child nod thing. yeah 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 so, so they they watched Glee and they they loved it because they they uh, hadn't seen it since uh, it was originally on and the first couple seasons of Glee uh, are fairly. Uh, they're fairly PG-ish. They'd got more uh, as as TV changed, mm-hmm. and and uh, we had themes later on uh, in, mm-hmm. in in the seasons with Glee where it got a little more like you know, do we need to really have these this subject material? Uh, you know, it got more uncomfortable. I think for a family sitting down and watching it together, uh, at least some families. Um, but we watched the first couple seasons of it. They did. I, I didn't see any of it. I just listened to it because I was driving her in the front yeah, seat. And, yeah. and so it was just the yeah. the, the soundtrack of Glee. I, I think I would rather see it without um, sound than hear it. The the gym the gym coach woman whatever Pam. Uh, yeah, I know who she is. That lady. She was funny. Uh, funny, funny. She is funny. Yeah, great lines. She's she's got some great lines in there. So, yeah, we enjoyed that. Uh, but I, yeah, um, I am I haven't dove into the TV world. I, here's what I think uh, I'm going to do. Uh, is my plan is uh, I, I was running down there on the beach. I'm going to continue with the running outside. Uh, so far, there's been um, no indication from anybody that I've heard of. Even in the areas where they're in California, the governor, I read, said he encouraged people to run if they mm-hmm. want to. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, get outside and uh, just keep your, you know, keep your space, but, you know, get out there and, and exercise. So I'm going to mm-hmm. do that is my plan. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to spend as much time uh, outside until the... Um, until the National Guard shows up and says you can't drive anywhere, I probably will continue to take some uh, mini mini road trips. Uh, I don't know why. As I'm watching this stuff unfold on social media, as I'm uh, bitching some sometimes uh, seriously and sometimes not so much about these uh, influencers that are posting this shit on social media and they're acting like they're uh, under lock and key somewhere and that they're different than the rest of us. Uh, anyway, what, what I'm wondering is why don't you get in your fucking Range Rover? Uh, as you were sitting at wherever the fuck you are in uh, upstate uh, Connecticut somewhere in a $3 million home, why don't you get in your Range Rover and just go for a little drive in the country there and just let your mind kind of... uh, Let your mind go. Let your mind go. yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there are going to be uh, corona, coronavirus, COVID-19 babies. There are going to be yes. COVID-19 divorces. Yes. There's going to be... It's, it is not a... 
it's not the norm for whether it's stay-at-home moms or dads to be at home when with their school-aged children unless they're homeschooling. It is not of the norm for either working parent to spend that much time together every day. Yes. Um, and, you know, there's... I have gone out. I have gone for a walk. I've got I went yesterday I went for a four and a half mile run. It was like a forty five minute high interval training run. Uh, I use the Peloton app. I had to use the Nike Run Club app, but I've been using the Peloton app for a while for their outdoor stuff. And then today I did twenty minutes and again it was uh, another hit high interval training run and it was like you know, two and a quarter miles, but I'm telling you, it still felt good to get out and to just take a mental break, you know, like just from, because, I, I, you know, Susie wants to turn on the news every morning and, and she's a big fan of ABC News, David Muir. I'm not a fan of any of the news. Um, not, you know, like, that's why I like watching the press conference, right? They ask the questions and at least I've got like, okay, this is where it's coming from, right? It's coming from the president and this task force. Regardless of what I think of them, they've got this doctor that seems intelligent, knows what he's talking about. You've mm-hmm. got um, uh, the woman who is, uh, you know, and you'll see them on, on, on news conferences as well or, or on news uh, shows talking, right? And they seem to st- speak straight up, you know, like when Trump says something about the um you know about uh, a possible um uh, treatment for covid-19 he says he feels good about it his gut is great and he's a very smart guy and then the the white house correspondent who asked the question of trump that yielded that answer she's like asked almost the same question to dr fauci and trump steps aside and fauci comes up comes up there and he he's like you know i'm a scientist i'm a man of data he's like listen i i understand that you know uh president trump has a good feeling but it's like he's not he didn't he didn't reject what Trump was saying, but he did answer it very differently, you know? And it's like, so I just kind of want to know, like, where are we right now? I did, the numbers change daily because yeah. the tests are becoming more and more available. It's not like all of a sudden there are, whatever the number is in New York, X number more. They already had it. We just know? didn't know they had it. Do you know the, the, the like what the, what number they're reporting in New York? Do you know what that is today? Uh, yeah, I saw it earlier. I think in the U.S. total. Because I, what I keep doing is I keep seeing the number of cases and the number of deaths and then doing the percentages, right? And I'm not rooting for people to die um, at all. It's not that at all. I just want to look and kind of see what are we looking at in percentages. Like what's the percentage of people, right? Because uh, and, and then what kind of impact, and it'd be a hard metric to go, it's like, what kind of impact is this having on people who are uh, ill for other reasons, right? What kind of stress is this taking on the medical community? So I'm just kind of looking at the numbers and trying to stick with the numbers and the data and go like, okay, well, we've already affected the economy. We're already where we are. You can't, re- it's like, it's, it may be too late to retreat from this. There are plenty of small businesses that I'm sure that are going out of business. A friend yes. of mine owns two bar restaurants in Manhattan and he and his partners are shutting down. Like they were already hit one, one uh, Molly's, which is a pub in New York city. Um, they were already, you know, they're a winter pub for the most part. And because it's a small, dark place, you know, with a limited number of people that fit in the place, you know, and sure, it always, yeah, yeah. you know, they far exceed the occupancy, you know, the legal occupancy on St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that wasn't happening because they canceled the, you know, New York City canceled the St. Patrick's Day parade early. And then they changed it to bars and restaurants, only 50% of the legal occupancy. So I'd be like, okay, well, where do you go from there? And then I, I heard a statistic that small, re- like restaurants have about 16 days, right? If they're shut down for 16 days, they're, they're going out of business for the most part, you know? Yes, yes. Uh, your margins are really thin. And yep. it's just like, so like, it's, it's having an impact. So I, I saw the number earlier today, but that uh, New York City cases, I want to say it was in the 5,000 New York City COVID-19 cases. Um, again, uh it's hard to it's hard to pull up the numbers. There are so many, you know, Corona. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to get that killing yeah. more than a, it says coronavirus killing more than a person. This is the the headline in New York Post: coronavirus killing more than a person an hour in New York City. So it's like ooh, right? Really? But again, but again, I don't care if it's the New York Post or the Daily News, which leans left, and the, the New York Post that leans right. It'd be like you're making. It's like you're you're creating a headline that's scary, <laughs> you know. The coronavirus killed residents at a rate of more than one per hour on Friday. Between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m., 14 people in New York City died from the virus, pushing the Big Apple's total death toll to 43. Wow. The toll ha- had been 29 prior to Friday's jump in deaths. Now, I don't know the accuracy of this. This was um, March 20th, which was yesterday at 10.07 p.m. Um, uh, at... 1,750, Brooklyn has the most COVID-19 cases, followed by Queens, Manhattan, and the Bronx, uh, and then Staten Island, uh, 285. During the eight-hour period Friday, the city's positive cases climbed from 5,151 to 5,683. So I don't know where that number is today. You know, um, and that number is going to continue to go up as you. I don't know how many tests are available, and then how they're treating it. You know, it's like, it's. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I just. We'll, I'm, yeah. I'm just going to stay here. We'll see a big jump one day when the tests. You know, the tests are going to become more widely available, and um, I think what they'll do is they'll re- they'll release data that is based on actual tests, and we're going to see a spike one day that uh, inexplicably inexplicably is that a word? Anyway, it's it's going to jump one day, and they're not going to probably explain that too well. It's just going to love. Well, and that's the thing, and I don't. It's like even you know, I like I can make a joke about this, but earlier uh, today, Sue. He had something pulled up, and it was saying that apparently the, it was a CNN headline. GameStop says it's a an essential business. Employees are outraged. Now I'm kind of like perusing through this, and I looked at it a couple of times, and I'm just like, okay. And then in the second, you know, paragraph, it says the company argues it is quote unquote essential because it offers mice and keyboards that could help people work from home. GameStop told CNN Business in a statement that. Quote, unquote, we are one of many providers of these products that are remaining open at this time. But it didn't comment on why it must remain open if other stores are also providing those items. So here's the thing is like it, it's they're putting quotes around essential in this article, right? Yeah, they yeah. used it in their headline. I want to know what person who is works for and is a spokesperson for GameStop that stated they were an essential. It's like you're putting things together. It's like any business that can stay open and continue to make money is going to do that, right? right you understand yeah. that, right? Even if you're a large company, like mm-hmm. it's you need to stay in business and make money, 
right? <laughs> like yeah. it's like, and then but then you have to look at it and go like, what's the priority here? If you're Amazon, what do we have for our workforce? Are we putting our workforce in jeopardy by put making them come to the warehouse and ship out like I want a USB microphone because I'm stuck up here? Fuck me, you know what I mean? <laughs> like no big deal. I can wait on that, right? I and so so it's it's this thing where we're. I, I, this is one reason, another reason why I'm so glad I'm not on Facebook and on and headlines. Like, like, we shouldn't we be smart enough to not react to a headline, a meme, a post, a quote, or you know, Serena Williams may not really be freaking the fuck out. She may have posted a little video for people that like her. She like, is. She's really. She, what she does most of the day is she sits home and she cracks walnuts with her ass, and uh, she just puts one back there. And, and then she, 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 she sells those because she's, she's able to do that. Um, yeah. I'm low on food. I'm buying them. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch...